0: what's going on? John Fitch here. John Fitch knows nothing. We had some fights. We had some fights this weekend. I unfortunately, I unfortunately missed the bare knuckles. Um I don't know why, but I need to start, I need to start putting these events in my my Google calendar whatever thingy so I I get reminders because uh I kind of knew one was coming up, but for some reason the last few have been on Saturdays, so I just assumed it was going to be on Saturday. Really, promoters, man, stop it. Stop it. Stop flipping flopping. I don't need the a flopping. It doesn't help. Pick a day. Just pick a day. And do it on a Thursday, do it on a Thursday, do it Friday, do it Friday, Saturdays, do Saturdays. Just do it. Just pick one. Just pick one, make it your night. That way, I don't have to flip a flop days and events. Makes it way easier. Makes it way easier on the fans, OK? Um but yeah, we had some fights. We had some fights. Uh, Bellator was this weekend, and there were some pretty good fights uh, on the Bellator card. Uh, good, good afternoon, evening, Sunday nights, everybody. It's uh, Thanksgiving week. I hope you're ready. I hope you have your workouts planned <laughs> ahead of time. All right. I hope you get some some fitness in before Turkey Day before you stuff your fat face. Which is well deserved. You get you get a stuff your fat face once a year, no problems. Uh, just do the work, get yourself in shape ahead of time, and then it'll be a lot easier to get over the turkey, right um, when it's time. But good evening and welcome. Let's go right into Bellator. Um, I didn't catch all the fights. And, you know, I'm not going to talk about all the fights. I'm going to talk about the big fights, the best fights. And one of the first fights I saw were some big boys, the James and Fortune. I've seen uh, Fortune fight before. Uh, Big, skilled, athletic dude with some grappling skills, too. Uh, He performed okay, you know, first round. Wasn't doing too bad. But uh, Daniel James put him away. Big shots, big punches. Uh, from a big guy, he's he's big, man. It's a big heavyweight. Be interested to see where they move him next. We always love to see the heavyweights. Everybody loves to watch a big guy fight. Everybody loves a big guy. You know, it's just the way it is. um It's not sizeism to prefer fight watching the the light heavies and heavyweights fight. You know, I I personally prefer 155. Plus poundage. There are some standouts at 45 that I enjoy watching. But, you know, a lot of the smaller weight classes, I'm just not as interested in. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if that hurts feelings, but I'm going to be honest. And uh, unless it's a uh, big key uh, marquee matchup and it's a title type thing, a lot of those smaller fights, I'm not paying as much attention to. Um, next fight was the, uh, white show and kazirov Kazirov looked tough. Um, just that haircut. If you guys saw the haircut, the haircut, haircut, you know, like the bowl at the front. And then he's got the, the bowl beard, no mustache. I got savage. It's a savage look, guys. The, the hair over the ears too on the bowl. He's got the little Eddie Munster look going, man. Eddie Munster uh, growing up with a beard. <laughs> but he looked tough. He looked good in that fight. And with Joel's no no um, slouch, you know, he's got – he's good everywhere. He's got some good subs. Um, but, yeah. Timur Kizarev. Timur Kizarev. And sometimes I can't even understand what the announcers are saying when they're saying their names. But that was um, that was a good little scrap. I enjoyed it. Another Dagestani winning fights. Uh, then let's jump into the co big fight for the Dagestani's for the Nur- Nur- Nurmagomedovs. The Nurmagomedovs are. Cleaning house. And I would like to, I wish I could find the tweet or whatever I did. It was maybe 12 years ago, uh, uh, probably around 12 years ago, 11 years ago. If anybody can find it and bring it up, I'll, I'll buy you a whiskey. Uh, but because I'm lazy, I don't know if I want to look for it. But I said, Mark my words, mark my words, the Russians, the Dagestanis, are going to take over. They're going to take over. They're going to take over the sport. Just water at night, guys. Just water at night. They're going to take over because the way they train, the championship environment and culture that they're in all the time, everybody's doing the same thing. The cool thing to do is to train like those guys train you want to be a cool guy, you do what those guys are doing. <coughs> oh, excuse me. I'm going to real quick. All righty. But not only, not only is it that they have a culture, a championship culture where they're all training their ass off and working hard, but they have combat Sambo. Combat Sambo is a superior amateur feeding system into MMA by by leaps and bounds. They're, they're already doing MMA with small gloves. They wear headgear. They have a gi top, shorts, and shin pads. They're on an open mat, uh, so they don't get to rely on just cage work. They have a lot of open, open mat work, uh, cutting guys off, staying on the mat type things. I even think they all headbutts. I think I've seen guys headbutt each other, all that thing. But it's superior. We have guys who are doing one discipline and then get to a certain point where they can't do that amateur discipline anymore. And then they jump ship and go into MMA. And then they have to learn a bunch of other disciplines. That's not what these Dagestani's are doing. That's not what they're doing. They're starting off fighting MMA from a very young age. The rules are slightly different because it's amateur-based, but, like, it's superior, far superior to any amateur system we have in the States. Uh, we do have some pancreation. People have been pushing the pancreation and stuff. I don't know how um, how that's running. I haven't really seen it. I do know it exists, but I still I don't think it's on the level of Combat Sambo. I think we need to bring Combat Sambo to America. I think we need to bring it here, guys. We're we're not gonna have any more champs, we're not gonna have any more champs, if we don't bring that method, we don't bring that amateur system into the U.S. You know, I'm perfectly comfortable with getting rid of all uh, amateur MMA promotions because they're kind of they're kind of trash anyways. You know, they're different from every every state's a little bit different. Um, they're usually not wearing headgear, you know, like. It's it's mostly a pro fight, but there's not getting paid a lot of times I do not I s I don't I don't I don't see it as beneficial. You know, I wouldn't have guys who I would uh push into amateur fights, you know, unless you had no real amateur experience in competition. If you haven't done jujitsu or wrestling tournaments um a lot, you know, I would maybe force you into that just to get some experience. But that's kind of dumb. <laughs> you know, you're getting people are still getting knocked out. People are still getting slammed. People are still getting big injuries in the amateur uh, ranks. And you know, you have guys getting putting 16 fights in in the amateurs. It's it's kind of silly. It's silly. You shouldn't be doing that. Uh, Roxy Depew, will Usman 16-0 end up in the UFC or stay at Bellator for the time being since several of his teammates are already in the UFC of the same weight class? That's the thing, man. We don't have promotional champs, right? We don't have world champs because guys with different promoters don't get to fight each other. We don't have have an independent title. We don't have a way of knowing who the best is in the world. We don't. Everybody assumes that if you're in the UFC, you're the best but we all know how ufc plays games with who they want fighting for the big fights they care more about excitement than they care about how good you are how how much you're going to be able to win if you don't sell tickets that's all that's all they care about selling tickets if you don't put if you don't get eyeballs going if you don't you know you don't have the social media clout that's what they care more about than how good you are so they may keep you out of the ufc altogether you may never get a chance you may never get a chance to fight on one of their feeder um, companies, like LFA or Kamaches or, or um, Cage Warriors. Let's get back here, right? So Usman, Usman Nemeghanov wins and he made it look kind of easy. And this is another thing I love about the Dagestanis and these guys, right? Um, Khabib Usman uh, uh, Islam, right? Three studs from the same place, from the same training, completely different fighting styles. Completely different fighting styles. You watch Usman fight; he looks like a he kind of looks like a Taekwondo fighter. He uses a lot of straight kicks from range, and that was a major problem for Petruchie. Major problem because he's he's got dynamite hands. He's gonna he's gonna hook you and put you to sleep, but you can't. He couldn't get in. He couldn't get in range. He couldn't get in range all the time because every time he'd step close, Usman fired one of those straight kicks out. He's he was like a head taller than him. He had some reach, and he made sure to keep petriki out of range. Keep him out of punching range. He was he was he was he, you know. I don't like the way he does this he, he he leans his head back when he slips sometimes I don't I don't like that But it, it's kind of because he's so tall and he's so out of range for a lot of guys It's like he leans back and they just they can't they can't reach you they can't get to his head It's like a little guy punching up Um, But yeah, he he slips was moving away he has good footwork He's using kind of more of a type of no stance used a lot of straight kicks And you know he did he looked great. He looked really good and Um, he knows how to wrestle because all the Dagestanians know how to wrestle (laughs) because part of Combat Sambo is wrestling. They do a lot of wrestling with Combat Sambo. There's a lot of Judo. You know, Islam is great with foot sweeps and he has a uh, um, a lot of Judo throws from clinch. Khabib is more make you miss, hit you, get inside, put you in the fence, grab a leg, put you on the ground. He's a bear. I know he's the eagle, but he is a bear when it comes to his fighting style. He'll get inside, put you on your back, and then beat the crap out of you. So three amazing fighters with three different styles, but they're all from the same camp. They all train together. They all learn from the same guy. You know, I think that's really interesting. But I think that also comes from the combat Sambo background. There's a lot of different ways to crack a nut, right? There's a lot of different ways to skin a cat. There's a lot of different ways to win a combat Sambo fight. And I think they all use different strategies and different skills that they had to do that. But they're still doing that from a young age. Fighting, wrestling, doing submissions, doing the judo all at once. They don't have to carpentalize it. (laughs) Big too big a word for me. Right? Where... Oh, I got to go to Judo practice. Now I got to go to wrestling practice. Now I got to go to whatever practice, Um, which most of us do. You know, I came from wrestling. I had to learn all the stand-up. I had to learn the Jiu-Jitsu after the fact. I'm in my 20s. I was in my 20s, and I'm, like, trying to learn how to do boxing, kickboxing, Muay Thai, and Jiu-Jitsu. It's a lot lot to learn (laughs) in a quick period of time, you know. I did it. But most people are not. They're not going to do that. They're not on my level. <laughs> they don't have that fitch blood. Nope, they don't have that. I feel like my, my messages aren't um working over on my restream thing. I don't think I'm seeing them. Uh, I guess the one-fight championships, the one-fights were on this weekend, too. I have a lucky duck over at Rockfin's telling me that. I didn't even know. I didn't know that uh, they were this weekend. I never know when those are on, and I I don't even know where I'm going to catch a replay of any of that stuff. Yeah, man. Restream is being lame. Restream is not uh, working. So I gotta go over here to read what's going on. I don't know what's going on with this man. Carp mentalization. There's the word. Thank you very much. That's in the chat. See, Restream let me down, man. You let me down. Restream. It's some garbage. It's some garbage. Uh, um, I will say though, that was cool. You know, um, who's next, who's next out of that camp? You know, I've been saying for a long time, uh, the Russians are where it's at. I'm right again. I'm right again. The hits just keep coming, guys. Maybe some people should start listening to me about some things. We get into the main event then with Bellator, and I like both these guys. They're both hard, hard fighters, hard nuts to crack. Um, Anderson and Nemkov. Nemkov has done some outstanding stuff uh, in the Bellator lightweight, light heavyweight division and Anderson I felt like he got he got <clears throat> mistreated by the UFC. I don't think they treated him as the diamond in the rough that he is. I think he was a very good fighter and uh, I don't think they gave him the push that they could have. And you know honestly when when the company's giving you a push like it gives you a confidence boost. It really does. When they're they're behind you and the company's behind you and, and everybody likes you and everybody's saying nice stuff about you, you can't tell me you don't you don't see that that's going to benefit the fighter with his confidence, with his performance, with with getting up and going to train every day. You know, I, I I you can't tell me it doesn't it does. And if you're getting pooed on and talked down to and discredited and never getting the opportunities. That weighs heavy on a lot of guys, and the performance is going to slip. Uh, but I think Anderson's found a better home with Bellator. Um, I don't know if he'll make as much, and you know his potential to make as much as he would as a UFC champion isn't there, which is garbage. Uh, their first fight, right? Nemkov and Anderson's first fight ended in uh, incidental headbutt, which left a big cut in Nemkov's dome. And they had to stop the fight. Rightfully so. It was a bad cut. Um, and they ended up calling it a draw. And right, it was a draw. No contest. No contest from the headbutt. Uh, Nemkov kept the belt. They decided to redo it because this fight was for a million bucks also. It was the end of the tournament. I think uh, promotional-wise, Bellator did the right thing. Bravo doing that. And... Um, Put this fight back on together in the first fight anderson i thought was dominating anderson was looking really good but it was only a short period of time we don't know if nemkov would have flipped that switch and started shutting down the takedowns and and uh lighten up the stand up we don't know it looked though that that anderson was going to win that fight i must say i watching that fight i thought anderson was going to win corey anderson was going to win that fight replay back to the second fight going to the second fight uh, Anderson was just a step behind, just a step off. He was really struggling to, to get the takedowns. Uh, when he did get takedowns, he wasn't able to control and, and cover and keep the takedown. So, uh, that's one of the things I have an issue with, which is many things, I have many issues with many things, is the fact that, you know, the announcers say, oh, well, he didn't get any takedowns. Well, I was like, "By what, what, what? What criteria? What criteria are you saying that in? Um, Because in freestyle, you don't have to control the guy to the ground. You don't have to control him. If you expose him, turn his back, whatever, you're automatically going to um, get the takedown points. Does that make sense? But in folk style or collegiate wrestling, you have to control the guy. You can't throw him and then he rolls away and he gets away. So uh, it would be nice if that was clear. What what are the criteria for takedowns in MMA? Okay, I'd like to know. Looks like some of you guys in the chat are agreeing with me about Corey winning the first fight. Danny Arnold. I'm about to read these out loud because they're not—they're just not coming through. The stream. I don't know what's what th- going on here. What happened? What is that about hitting new buttons? I don't know why this isn't working, man. All right, all right, all right. We'll just go to the tubes. I'll just read them out loud. Danny Arnold good to see you watching it says the power of spoken words is huge. We don't really notice it unless we're consciously paying attention to it, but being told regularly you're doing a great job really motivates you and keeps you going. It does. It does. I'm sorry, but good job, bud. Nice work. Like even when I, I say little things like that to the kids, you know, little nods, Hey, nice thumbs up. It, it matters. It brings you up. It brings you up, you know. It feels nice, right? We like to feel nice. Men, we like to feel nice sometimes. We don't get very many compliments, right? Ladies, if you're watching, give a compliment to a guy sometime. Watch. That'll make his day. That'll make his decade because it may be the only nice thing that somebody says to him in 10 years. Hey, bud, you, you, you worked really hard on that. It came out really nice. Wow. Oh my God, that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me, <laughs> man. But like in a lot of these guys too, it sucks, but they have a little bit of a, uh, like daddy issue. They have a little bit of a daddy issue with the promoters, you know, and they really, they really want to be patted on the head by Dana White or whoever the promoter is and told their Oh, you're awesome, man. You're our guy. You're the, you're the man. Great fight. You're awesome. They, you know, they, they may not have had ever had that before, and they want that. <laughs> or maybe they had that from a father once before. I don't know. This is a great point, Brian T. Now these are coming back up. I think they're a little bit late, late, late. But me and my girl, me and my girl, were saying this also. Right, Ryan T. is saying the Dagestani's are the only fighters I'm interested in watching right now. Yes, yes, because they're highly skilled. Right, they're not playing the the bullshit social media game. They're not. They're, they're not. They're, they're not clout chasing? They're fighting their style. They're not. They're not pandering to the promoter in any way. They remind me, and we I talk about it with my girl. They remind us of what the original type of UFC fighters were going back, guys who were there to fight, guys who there were, were didn't care about clout because there wasn't that many people watching, you know, there was no money. So it was about being the best and beating people up and climbing the ladder. And I feel like those Russians, those Dagestanis really, really encompassed that that feeling. Big time. I'm glad I'm not the only one. That uh, that sees that, I do like watching the heavyweight. So it's always fun to watch big guys smash the crap out of each other. It just is, <laughs> no matter what the skill level is. You put two um, you put two two uh, hundred and sixty pound guys in a cage together and say fight. It's gonna be fireworks. I don't care. I don't care what their skill level is. You're gonna you're gonna enjoy it. You're gonna enjoy it. Right, right, right. Yep, yep, yep. But uh, Nemkov looked great. He did uh, the way he is, the way he was fighting takedowns, uh, the way he was digging underhooks. You know, he looked maybe like he might have been a little bit greasy. This fight, but he was just a step ahead of Anderson landed some great punches kicks. He, uh, You know got that spinning back kick got the got the knockdown with that back kick That's uh, you, got, you can't move backwards guys. You can never move backwards. Never move backwards because Your opponent can move forward faster than you can move backwards You got that? They can move forward faster than you can move backwards. So if you're moving backwards to get away from their attack, they're going to move quickly enough forward to make sure they catch you in their power stroke at the right time. All right? You got to circle. You can only go forward and circle. Two directions. Two directions in a fight. Forward and circle. Forward and circle. Right? You can left to right on a circle. Forward and circle. Because that spinning shit and the other stuff... If you circle away from it, you miss that power range. You're out of it. You circle into it, you smother it. Okay? You move straight back, you end up backing up right to where he wants to throw it. M- <coughs> uh, MW. I have a little bit different take on this. Uh, MMW is saying heavyweights should be exempt from drug testing. I think that if we had a free market and independent, you know, contractors for real status with the fighters that the fighters would be able to negotiate their own bout agreements which stipulated drug testing. So if two guys say, you know what, I don't care. I'm we're, I don't want drug testing. Then they don't have to drug test. That's that's my take on it. And if one of the guys wants drug testing, then fine. Then, then, they have to sign the agreement and do the drug testing. I don't understand why independent contractors, an independent business, can't create his own deal in that situation. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, Morbius, guys. Yeah, I'm. Uh, if you guys ever want to know if uh, they were going to make a remake of Vision Quest and use um, (laughs) Jared Leto as uh, Loudon Swain. We got it. You got it, dog. You got it. Danny Arnold with the Super Chat. Thank you very much. Here's a little something for the cookie jar, brother. I appreciate you. That's big pecker energy right there, guys. Spidey sense. Saying, oh, are you talking to uh, somebody else? How you you fighting the Muay Thai at 43? Start looking to start, but you can't jump rope. Well, that's one thing. You need some basic fitness. I did a, I did a red-pilled, fitch pill. I did a Fitch-pilled video talking about why you need to learn to fight. And that's one of the things, because when you start learning how to fight, you have to learn that you need to be doing resistance training and cardio. You need to be in shape. You need to be strong. You can't just do the, the martial arts training. It's not enough. Nemkov. Nevkov, uh, MMW saying Nemkov has a nasty jab. Uh, he's got a lot of really great tools. He's a good fighter. He's, he's a good fighter. But this is one of the tragedies of the farce of the sport of MMA today. We're not going to get to see him fight guys in the UFC unless he leaves Beltor. Unless he vacates the belt to Bellator, finishes contract there, and goes and signs with the UFC. That's garbage. What incentive does Bellator have in putting a lot of money in promoting Nemkov then? Hmm? What, what's, their, what's their payback? We're going to dump millions into making sure everybody knows who NemCov is. We're going to make sure everybody knows who he is. He's going to be a household name in America. We're going to do it. We're going to spend $10 million and make sure everybody knows who Nemcov is. He's going to leave. He's going to leave. He will never make as much money in Bellator as he will in the UFC. Independent titles, guys. Independent titles, independent rankings. That's what we need. Yep, you said it. Roxy, we're short 14. Likes, smash it. This is great information. Thank you very much. You're not wrong. You're not wrong, Brian T. I think they should be allowed to use gear because they can't control it anyways. It's all fake anyways. Connor Morera went a whole year hasn't been tested once. Jean, what's his name? Uh, the guy that's fighting uh, Glover. Right? The, the light heavyweight champ. He got tested twice 24 times in a month. It's a scam. It's all a scam. It's as legitimate as, as NFL testing or WWE testing. There's, there's hundreds of millions of dollars on the table here, guys. They don't care. The promoters don't care. They just don't want people to get caught because it makes them look bad. <laughs> You're not wrong, Randy C says Bellator doesn't really promote fighters or even their company well. You're not wrong. You are not wrong. All right, man. That was the Bellators. It was a good fight. Um, I was really pulling for Anderson. I like Anderson. I thought UFC did him a little bit dirty. Uh, Nurmagomedov, he's, he's good. He's good, man. Those kicks keeps you at range. And then once you get inside range, she can wrestle you. <laughs> Let's get into UFC. UFC on Saturday day, I don't know why they're doing these daytime shows. I don't, I don't quite get it, but whatever, because it was in Vegas. <laughs> the main event fell through. I didn't even know until they said the show was over. <laughs> I was like, what? What do you mean the show's over? Mw mmw. You're gonna have to ask me that a little bit later. I'll get into that after we get over these fights because I can go into depth on this because it's not unionization. It's association. Association. Um. Yep. All right. Uh, I started watching. What did I start watching? Uh, I started watching at, well, we're going to have to go. go, There's three fights I want to talk about, so we're going to talk about them. Uh, There's the last three fights. Andre uh, Fialo and Muslim Salikov. Andre trained in AK for a little while. He's a good boxer, hits hard, really, really hard hitter, like, you know, dynamite hands. He can touch you and uh, make you go into... Another world, right? He's got that ability. But he takes too many shots. He, he allows himself to get hit too often. He, that's a big problem I see with him. He ends up getting hit by guys too many too many times, guys he shouldn't be getting hit by. So his defense needs to get – he covers too much because he's got that boxing background. So he, he wants to cover here. But you can't do that as much in MMA because those little gloves, they still get through, elbows get through, case get through. You know, it's not it's not the same. You got to make a miss. Make a miss. Making a miss makes them tired. Making a miss prevents you from getting damaged because it, it hurts more when you have the smaller clubs and they're throwing kicks and they're throwing knees. But Muslim, he's a, he's a stud, man. He's a tough guy. He got in. He's got wrestling. He's got some spinny shit. He threw a bunch of spinny shit. And that bothers me, man. If the guy throws one spinny shit on you and, and lands – Okay, shame, shame on him. <laughs> but if he lands multiple spinny techniques on you, shame on you. Shame on you. How are you not closing the distance every time he turns his back? You, you smother those things. Step off. Step off center. Move forward. Smother him. Take advantage of his, his uh, hip radar being, being backwards. gotta get it done but he ended up uh getting KO'd in the third it was a fun fight up to that point um i don't know where Solikov is going next 19 and three seems like he's putting some wins together let's take a little look i'm gonna look a little closer what is um yeah he's got a he's lost to lost to jangalang Right, so what was the other fight? He's only got three fights. One was canceled. He was supposed to fight Prairie. That get canceled. So he's only been fought twice in the UFC. Is that right? I feel like I've seen him fight before. But he's a, uh, he's a weathered man. <laughs> right? He, he's a weathered looking dude. He looks like he just put down his AK-47 and stepped into the cage. Am I wrong? Like, <laughs> he looks like a he looks like a villain from a Rambo. He looks like a villain from a Rambo movie, one hundred percent. That's a good point too. MMA, MMW is saying Fiallo uh, had five fights in six months. It's too much on the body. Yeah, especially when you're not winning all of them. If you're putting guys out in the first round, cool. But if you're if you're Losing some, winning some, that's tough, man. It is really tough on you. Let's look at his. So he lost this. He lost his last fight. He got knocked out in the last fight in round two. Um, Got a KO uh, against Von Camp. That was a first-rounder, okay. Uh, He won KO in the first round against uh, Beza and he lost a decision to Priera. So man, he's had, yeah. He's been knocked out twice in those fights. Not great, it's not great on the brain. That's not, you're not wrong, man. Andy Lee saying Fiallo must be on that ten ten contract. It's broke. Yeah, he's got to he's got to fight a bunch just to make some money. You are not wrong. Next, we have the. Why does he keep doing that to me? Sherman and Cortez Acosta, Waldo, Chase Sherman and Waldo. Waldo is winning me over. I thought he lost the last fight. I thought he lost. I thought he got leg kicked, and outpointed with the leg kicks. I didn't think that he did enough damage—air quotes damage—to justify him winning that fight. Because if you're talking about damage, I thought his opponent was doing more damage with leg kicks. He was staying on the outside, not taking any hits. Uh, he didn't have to. He didn't get stumbled. He didn't have to change his fighting strategy. He didn't have to do anything different. He was able to chop, 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 chop. Uh, Waldo did, though. He had to change his stance. He got stumbled with his stance. He was not able to be as effective with the punching because of the leg kicks. I thought he lost that fight, but judges gave it to him. Not gave it to him, but decided he was the winner, I guess. Would be a better way to say it. But in this fight, he was a monster. He was fast, he hit hard, Uh, he was getting inside, he looked really good. Now, this could be because Sherman wasn't throwing the leg kicks, which, which is bizarre to me. It's really bizarre to me. You just saw a guy chop the shit out of his legs for three rounds, and you're not throwing leg kicks. What are you doing? What are you doing, Sherman? Come on, what are you doing? That's a little bizarre. Uh, opportunity missed, I think. Opportunity missed. But I'm liking it. I like. I'm liking it. I'm. I'm looking. I'm, I'm going to look out for Waldo. Where's Waldo? I'm going to look out. And that's a missed opportunity too. How is he not this big, huge dude? How is he not walking out to the cage with his Waldo? Where's Waldo's shirt and hat and the glasses? Missed opportunity. He'd have a million follows immediately with that where's waldo he's knocking your ass out that's where <laughs> oh man but that was um it was good It was a good fight you know i'm, I'm excited to see more of waldo because they need some big killer heavyweights and he might be one of them big dude big dude and he hits hard he's fast <clears throat> uh he doesn't check cakes very well though, so let's hopefully he takes care of that. Then the main main event by default, because the <clears throat> uh Brunt or uh Lewis fight fell out was uh Kennedy Nizchukwu. Nizichwa. Kennedy I think, right? Kennedy Nizichwa. Chukwu or Chikwa? Chikwu. Kennedy Nizichwu. I'm gonna have to pr- practice that even more. Against Kutabella. Kutabella's uh tough fighter. I feel like he's kind of more of a gatekeeper right now. He's not been putting too many streaks, fight streak, win streaks together. I keep seeing him drop, drop close ones. Or, but he got, he got handled. He got handled. Kennedy is, a, he's an absolute monster. I, I, I could not. I was wondering. I was asking. I was like, why is Kutabella, why is Kutabella fighting a heavyweight? Why is Kutabella fighting at heavyweight? Like, what's this? Why did he miss weight? What, what's going on? Why is he, why is this little guy fight? Why is this literal guy fighting up weight class at heavyweight? No. <laughs> I was wrong. Nizuchikua is a light heavyweight. He was a monster, absolute monster of a human being. And he's getting down to 205. That's exciting. I think he's eleven and three, but anytime you put that much meat out there, you're gonna get some interesting fights. I think. Big dude, absolute big dude. <laughs> oh yeah, MMW says Kenny fights like Homer Simpson, and it works. He's he's just he's big. He's a big man. At 205. He really is. That's going to be some interesting. Um... Yep, you're right. You're right. Randy C. Kennedy proves on his wrestling he's going to be a problem for everyone. Let's hope he can do it. Let's hope he can figure that part out. But, I mean, how many good wrestlers are there at 205 right now? You know, John Jones is a heavyweight. Who's Who's looking to take him down? we got you're right Andy Lee says uh, it doesn't seem like judges value leg kicks unless the leg basically looks like a silver white Man leg break yeah unless that guy hits the ground you know I, I don't know but like you, I mean, as the rules, the rule changes in 2017, that's what they say, like the techniques that are uh, moving the fight along towards the finish. That's, that's what's supposed to score more points. That's what's supposed to score. Well, a guy's powder puff and punches that aren't affecting the other guy, even if he's a big puncher, and the other guy just walks through them and never, never gets dazed, never gets stumbled, never winces away from it. He didn't do any damage. He didn't do that. He didn't do anything that moved the fight along to the finish. But the leg kicks, the other guy's like, oh, oh, changing his fight, like changing his fight stance, switching left foot to right foot forward. Got the visible bruising on the leg, you know, limps on the leg. Like, to me, that's clearly moving the fight along towards the finish. We won't. I don't know. I don't know. All right. We got through the fights. Now there's a little bit of controversy, little bit of controversy I think we should talk about, right? And uh, we'll get to that right here. We'll share this screen. Share. Yep. Yeah, there we go. And I'm going to turn these off, right? All right, all right. So we have uh, trainer embroiled in betting scandal, spending hours before UFC sixty-five or UFC Vegas sixty-five. They got so many like side <laughs> names for things now. That's weird, but anyways, we get back. And uh, so yeah, I'll read this to you. <clears throat> um, who was this? Who's this? James Krause, right? James Krause is, uh got kicked out of cornering his guys from the, the fights last night yeah, because he's embroiled in gambling, betting scam. And it's kind of it's like I remember from over 10 years ago, over a decade ago, 15 years ago maybe, going to the UFC fighter conference and them telling us to live, straight out, hey, guys, you shouldn't be betting on bet. shouldn't be. You shouldn't be betting on fights. You shouldn't. Um, it's not illegal, but it is a, con- it's a little bit of a conflict of interest. People are going to see it. You know, you go to the you go to the bookie. People are going to recognize you. It's just a bad look. It's a bad look. Stay out of it. Stay out of that stuff. I am really surprised they didn't make a harder line on that sooner. But at the same time, like it's been going on for for a lot of people for a long time. I can't tell you how many people were texting me about matchups and it's not just about insider information about injuries, but like, you also know about like, yo, this guy trained with this guy and this guy beat the crap out of this guy once and, and, you know, in training or beat the crap out of him in training every day for a year. (laughs) And then they went different places. Now they're fighting. Like you have insider knowledge. Fighters have insider knowledge. We do. I would have people calling and texting me asking about, Who's the who's the one to bet on in this fight because you know they they've heard of the guys in the main event the main top two spots But there's other guys on the card that they don't they don't know anything about so It's happening all the time all the time and This is one of the this is one of the this is one of the things that the UFC kind of creates because they're the ones giving out the rankings They're the ones who you know uh, Decide ascension towards the title you know some of those rankings are bullshit. You know they're pushing people forward that aren't that good. You know that. A lot of fighters know that. They know, hey, this guy's getting the push, but he's, he's not good. They just like him. They, they just want to get into that guy's hometown. There's a lot of people there. And they want to get a lot of money from those guys. They want to get into China. They want to get into Brazil. They want to get into wherever. So they, they push guys along, and they use those guys to get into markets to make money. So you know, the fighters know, the people who train with them know, yeah, don't bet on this guy. (laughs) Bet on that guy. I never bet myself. I never made money off of myself, but I had a lot of friends. You know, I, I rarely had to buy drinks when I went out because my friends always made money off of the bets from what I told them about the fighters I knew. And I know I'm not the only one doing it. Now, is he getting suspended and in trouble because... He's profiting off of it. He's bragging too much about it. You know, I'm wondering. I'm wondering if there's some other uh, issue with Kraus that that is more important to them, but they're not. They don't want to talk about it, right? Um, You think uh, was it was it Miles? Yeah, Miles Johns was a fighter. You think they wanted that guy to lose and they were trying to mess with him? You think they're playing games? I think that could be one of the reasons why that that happened? I, I don't know. I'm just asking questions that most other people probably would never ask because they don't want Dana to look mean at him. Don't be mad at me, Dana. But yeah, it seems like it's well known that Kraus has made a side living off of betting on MMA fights. That does seem... It doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. You know, anytime somebody who has insider information is making money off of stuff, you know, especially with gambling. I don't know. What happened to my uh Max Dignitas John what happened to your personal IG? I can't find it now. John Fitch Smash, it's there, but they uh they censor me and they hide me. Yep, they hide me. They don't want no one to know about me and uh, what I'm doing. I'm um, censored heavily. I'll give you a little look. I'll give you a little look right here. It's still there. But you have to go to the search, and you have to type in the whole name, J-O-N-F-I-T-C-H, S-M-A-S-H, John Fitch Smash. You have to type all that in in order for you to uh, find me. It's wild. It's wild. It's wild that they um, do this, but they don't like my memes. They don't like comedy. They don't like jokes. You can't tell a joke that makes (laughs) the, uh, the overlords and the administration look bad. Jokes are illegal. We fact-checked your joke. (laughs) Get out of here, turds. All right, Andy Lee with some inside info for us. Uh, Andy Lee saying, Allegedly, Krause's number one source of income is off of his betting. Not coaching. Well duh. These guys don't make crap money. They hardly make any money. The UFC steals it. All these guys have to have outside thing. They have to use they have to use the UFC as a platform to make money on something else. It's not how sports are supposed to work. It's not how it's supposed to work at all. But that's what is forced in this monopoly situation. A lot of extra garbage spills out because of it. Andy Lee again says, "As in millions of dollars, allegedly." I don't know. Andy Lee again says, and he runs a huge betting Discord group, so he's probably got people paying him money to give advice on bets too. I don't know. I don't know what the. Uh, I don't know what the ethics are around that, you know. Um. Because you have a little bit inside of information, but how much information? You you know, because he's not in every other person's gym, he's not able to see everybody. MMW says Kraus has betting services and YouTube weekly picks, so he's running a separate business around around the betting, the bets, which is kind of it's kind of garbage, anyways because. When you have highly leveraged fights when you have conflicts of interest in the way they do when you have a monopoly like ufc has when the fights are nothing more than promotional exhibitions and you have nothing more than a a title or a, um, a promotional title there's a lot of there's a lot of weird stuff going on people people have had drug tests covered up multiple times it's happened what happened to the bets on those on those fights Did all the money get given back? Did everybody who bet on a fight where they were knowingly cheating, did they get their money back? I think there's a lot of ethical issues involved in betting along because of the monopoly. Hmm. Hmm. Anybody? Man. Man. Just saying, just saying. Um, all right, guys. It's a good show. There's pretty good fights, even though the Derek Lewis fight um, didn't happen. So it's always fun to watch that guy, even though he's getting dangerously close to the point where you can't have that many losses and still get to fight at that level. Well, I mean, if it was a real actual sport and not a circus. (laughs) This is a very good point. Spidey Sense. He says, To be fair, though, pundits who are coaches or pros often give predictions. Is that really any different to giving betting advice? That could be a... uh, very legitimate statement right there. Why is it bad that he was doing that when everybody else who has gyms and runs gyms and coaches people and has fighters and corners fighters who does commentating and they give predictions? A lot of guys give predictions. What's the difference? Because Krauss made a, a paywall, he made a business out of it, and he's making millions of dollars off of it. Is that UFC's pissed now because he's making money? And they don't want any of their, you know, subjects, any of their subjects to to make money like they do. Maybe, could be. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Seems fishy. Seems fishy. On the outside, I can see how they're spinning it as, oh, my God, he's... Giving insider information about injuries and other things. Well, yeah, what is the difference? Because he's making money off of it versus other people who are doing the same thing and talking about who the people should bet for and what their picks are and why. I don't know. And why why are these fighters in a situation where they have to fight injured? Mm-hmm. Isn't should that be a bigger question? Then oh, hey, wait. He knew the fighter was fighting the fight injured, and he he made bets in order to profit off of that. Is it, I'm I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. So the fighter fought knowing he was injured. Why did that happen? <laughs> that seems like a bigger deal to me. I feel like someone should investigate that. Can we get the FBI to investigate that? Yeah, if he bets against himself or his own fighters, then I get it. But nothing else is a problem for me. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I never never really bet on fights. But if you know your fighter sucks or you know your fighter isn't working very hard and you bet against him, it's like because your fighter is dragging ass and not showing up to the gym, right? So you bet against him because you want to hedge the money you're losing on training him. This doesn't sound so bad then. (laughs) It's like, this guy's being a lazy piece of shit. He skipped three days of practice. He's going to lose this fight, and I'm missing out on 50% of my pay, right? Because the coaches get a percent of the fighters' winnings. So if he's making 5%, 10% off the fighters' winnings, and he goes from $50,000 to $25,000, well, that, that, that coach and trainer just lost half his money too. And he's looking at this fight, like, this fighter, like, what the fuck are you doing, man? What are you doing? You're out you're out drinking and smoking and doing coke and chasing hookers? You missed four days of practice this week? I bet your ass I might put a bet down. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Just saying. Like, got to make money somehow. I don't know what's right. Hmm. I don't I don't remember why I got this. It's cold out in the garage. I'm just wearing a t shirt underneath it. It's warm though, it's fancy. I felt fancy for you guys tonight. I want to be fancy. Class it up a little bit. You know, you need a little class in your life, guys. Alright, man. That's good. I'm tired. I gotta had a long weekend. Um thanks for watching, guys. As always, I enjoyed it. Enjoy talking with you. Uh, make sure you're going to JohnFitch.net. Sign up for the newsletter. I'm probably doing a. We're going to put together a, a, a an email for the email list. So get on the email list. And I think I'm going to do a 25% off deal this week for Thanksgiving for my Gum Road programs. Those are all in the links below. You can check those out. Martial arts techniques, fitness techniques and even some uh neck health stuff a lot of stuff in there for you guys check it out Uh, thank you for watching had a blast and i will check you all later